I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by nobody. It is a, well, I'm recording this Monday night. You are going to be listening to this on a Tuesday, whenever on a Tuesday you're going to be listening to it. Uh, I am going to open up the mailbag and, and get to as many of the questions that Pete and I weren't able to get to last episode. It <laughs> You guys keep sending a ton of questions and I'm, I'm greatly, greatly appreciative. As always, if you guys have a topic that you guys want covered, regardless of what it might be, you know, with with the occasional note, <laughs> there are some, some directions we aren't going to go in, obviously. Uh, but but if, uh, if you guys have a question that you guys want covered on the show, make sure you leave it in the form of a five-star review on iTunes. Yesterday, Pete and I talked about the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, we talked about ribeyes versus porter porter sub or uh, porter steaks uh, we have it just you guys let me know uh, what topic you guys want covered and, and I promise we're gonna get to it within within reason obviously let's uh let's start here with Vante 35 writing so mellow no <laughs> just no just kidding do you believe that the 15th roster spot will stay open unless uh, Iggy gets bought out? Uh, Rob Palenka basically came out and said that I think there are all there are just go, there are going to be legitimate NBA players, not you know good ones, but there are going to be legitimate NBA players on the buyout market as we go through the the entire season here, and it just doesn't make much sense. Even in even in the case of somebody like Kyle Korver, uh, to, for the Lakers to utilize that last spot before they know you know what's going to happen with Andre Iguodala. Is a point guard going to hit the market? All of those things. The Lakers have legitimate needs, and you know we saw it with J.R. Smith. We've seen it thus far with with Corver. The the Lakers are going to be really picky on how they utilize that last roster spot, and apparently they they seem to think that they can get a legitimate player out of it. So I think that's the right approach. Vujicic fan writes, love the show. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Glad we're getting more Pete on the show too. Me too. Uh, what are your thoughts on announcing LeBron as the starting point guard as a, as a way of sort of saying Rondo won't start? Also, little suggestion. How about some other Locked On po- podcast crossovers where we can talk to some of the hosts of the teams from uh, where our new signings came from? It would be cool to get some insight from people that got to watch them every game last year. Good idea. I'll probably get to that. Uh, we'll, we'll probably do that over the course of the off season. Now, as far as the the Rondo thing and LeBron starting a point guard, potentially meaning that he will not start there, I think that's a decent line of logic. Uh, I don't think they meant it explicitly like that or even implicitly like that. I I think the the Lakers are really going to tiptoe around Rondo, especially to start the season. But you know, over the course of the the year, maybe that's that's how that'll play out. I, I, Pete and I both agree that we think that it's going to be Avery Bradley starting because of his his ability to defend at the point of attack. That's going to be really important uh, for, for for the unit that's out there. And then you know if if Bradley gets into foul trouble, maybe Caruso makes some sense. Uh, obviously, KCP is going to is going to get some minutes. So the nice thing about LeBron being out there. And even Davis and, to a, a lesser extent, DeMarcus Cousins being out there is that you have legitimate creators uh, at, at multiple levels of the offense. And, you know, when, when you have that, that allows you to get a little bit more creative elsewhere on the court. So I think that's how that's going to go. 
Next question here comes from Lakers Exceptionalism in Iowa. Is that? Yeah, Iowa, right? Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Great movie. Fill the dreams. How strong of an advantage is it for the Lakers playing in Staples Center versus the Clippers for an entire playoff series? I think just in general, the Lakers are going to have a huge upper hand there. Laker fans aren't going to treat Kawhi Leonard or Paul George very well. That's... It, and, and people are going to roll their eyes at it on, on NBA Twitter. I can't wait to see holier-than-thou fans uh, get up in their feelings about it. I, 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 I understand it, honestly, with especially with Paul George, right? He, he kind of flirted with the Lakers for an entire year, made us watch that stupid documentary, and then stayed in Oklahoma City and eventually got traded, right? Kawhi Leonard, you know... Obviously flirted with the Lakers for an entire month, had them waiting uh, while while other free agents were signed, and, and then eventually signed with a rival Clippers organization. Yeah, that's going to rub some fans the wrong way. So if those guys ever go to like a Dodger game, <laughs> they're going to get booed. Uh, if if they try to make an appearance elsewhere where, where there's a lot of Laker fans, they're going to get booed. And then, you know, eventually when the two teams play... It's going to be mostly Laker fans. Now, I think Clipper fans are really going to show out. There's going to be really, there's going to be a ton of excitement out there among all 15 of them. It's going to be really exciting for 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 a bunch of them out there. But you know, for the sake of who has an advantage in that building whenever they play over the at least four times they're going to play this season, the Lakers are going to have a heavy advantage, a heavy heavy advantage. This is the in almost a decade. This is the first legitimate title contender the Lakers have had. Have the Lakers have fielded? That's going to get a lot of fans really riled up. And then you know when you factor into it the the crosstown rivalry that we could have, that's going to be even better. Uh, next question here comes from Shelby underscore D. Hey Anthony, what's our best lineup without LeBron or Anthony Davis? All right. Uh, well, I think I put it together on a previous show with Pete. But I think it's going to sound like it's going to look like, especially if LeBron is starting at point, it'll be Alex Caruso, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Jared Dudley, and Demarcus Cousins. I think that'll be the squad that rolls out there like that. And and you know what? Not a terrible squad, especially if 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 Boogie is healthy. Let's uh, take a quick second here, and when we come back, I'm going to keep on answering your guys' questions. All right, Trip Before C writes, I know it means nothing since it's just a game, but I ran the current rosters, uh, the, the current roster the Lakers have in 2K, uh, and every time the same thing happened, the Lakers in the high, in a high seed, uh, but a second round loss to Houston, then the Clippers kill Houston, and then win it all, Then I uh, and I ran this four times, same thing happened every time. Uh, is there any validity to the sim? Is Houston a, a hard matchup for the Lakers? Uh, every sim, the Lakers beat the Clippers in the regular season also. Well, the, the, so this was asked on July 10th, which means that, you know, we are, that was before the, the Rockets went out and traded for Russell Westbrook. I think that makes the Rockets a significantly less daunting matchup for the Lakers. Not just be you know, not just because of the spacing that Russell Westbrook is is the spacing issues he's going to present to Houston uh, because he can't shoot as well as as Chris Paul could, but also offensively for the Lakers, Chris Paul was still 
you know, a legitimate NBA defender, at least a league average, if not better than league average defender out there. And Russell Westbrook hasn't been a league average defender in, in quite some time. He has the physical tools to do it, but especially off the ball, he is not very good. And, you know, if he's out there guarding, if he's matched up in a switch with Danny Green, you can expect to see Danny Green wide open in a corner. Uh, if if Russell Westbrook is is uh, put in in, Dan- in in some kind of a switch against LeBron or against Anthony Davis, he isn't going to be able to. He'll foul him. I would imagine is how those those matchups tend to go. Uh, I just just generally speaking, I think the I think Russell Westbrook is a better player right now than Chris Paul. Uh, and and he's going to be healthier more often than Chris Paul, but I think he makes the Rockets a worse team than they were the last few years with Chris Paul there. As far as the the rest of that hypothetical goes, I, I could I mean I, I think it's pretty perfect honestly that now I, I would have I think the most perfect outcome in those things is to get a different outcome every single time you run that simulation. The West is just that insane this year though, and you know the 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 Clippers are are going to be really really good. They are a good 2K team in that it's a lot of guys who can attack off the dribble and and get to the rim. I think that's really important in, in 2K. Uh, but, you know, come when they actually play actual basketball, I still have questions as to who's going to create for anybody else on that team. They actually could use a point guard just as badly as the Lakers could in, in that respect. And it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. So every team out here in the West has at least one question uh, facing them this year, and you know because of that, I I could see different outcomes every time you run a different simulation. Uh, let's go next question here, coming from uh, this. There's, there's a question here for me and Pete, so I'll wait. I'll I'll leave that one off. There's somebody who isn't really a big fan of me. Sorry, Xavier. Uh, Smoking Aces five sixty two writes, uh, Anthony, I'm really trying to understand the thought process of why you tell us listeners you're going to take a quick break. I mean, you're not really taking a break. The show is pre-recorded. Ultimately, you're just deciding where you want to place an ad, right? Ta-da! <laughs> ding, ding, ding! Plus, I don't think anyone actually listens to any of these ads. My sponsors would, would disagree. They have. You guys have done a really good job supporting sponsors, and I would like for you guys to continue to do that. Uh, and most just hit the skip forward tab a few times when we are back in it. Love the show, but it drives me crazy each morning when you say this. What are your thoughts? Well... So the alternative here is just to go to break without warning you guys, and I don't think you guys would really like that, right? The other thing here, too, is is sponsors don't like that. And, and you know, by playing the music, it, it kind of signals to you guys what's going on there. For those of you who, who are going to skip ahead, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you how to take in your content, but, you know, the the sponsors and the partners that we have uh, are... are a huge reason why I'm able to do this for a living and do this every single day. And, you know, if we could continue to, to support those sponsors, that means I can continue doing this every day, especially now that I have a little daughter on the way. Uh, let's go. Uh, another question here from climate three, two, three. Hey, Anthony, big fan of the show. What do you think of LeBron starting, uh, starting point guard? Any chance we pick up Kyle Korver? The same exact question that was asked a second ago, but, but I think it's, it's not so Frank Vogel says it's not a decision that's been made quite yet, though we kind of know what's going on there. And then any chance they pick up Kyle Corver, I think it really depends on how things go with Andre Iguodala. Next question comes from T Noop. 
Uh, this may this may sound wild, but hear me out. When the Lakers acquired Pau Gasol back in 2008, they were a subpar team. But once the Lakers got Gasol, they became a cha- championship team. Do you think this could be the same now? Is there a comparison? Kobe, uh, in this case, compared to LeBron, needed Powell, who was Davis. Also, the Lakers back then had Lamar Odom, who was Kyle Kuzma, and Bynum, who was then who is now Boogie. Look, uh, <laughs> if there's one thing I'm not really gonna stand for here <laughs> is comparisons from Kyle Kuzma to Lamar Odom back then. Kyle Kuzma has a lot of promise. Danny Green thinks that he can make an all-star game one day, but but he is not that right now. Lamar Odom and Pau Gasol as, as the one-two punch in the front court was some of the best front court play and passing that the league has seen in a minute. And Kuzma is not that. He he does not have that. Not right now. Not based on what he's shown the, to this point. I think he's gotten a ton of hype. I think there's reason for some people to be excited about him. But I think we need to pump the brakes if we're comparing him to Lamar Odom. Uh, as far as elsewhere across that comparison, in a general sense, I guess, I would say, though, that you know that year with, in, in 2008, that year started with Kobe demanding out. Remember, he he asked to be traded. He, I think, told Stephen A. Smith that he was willing to play on Pluto, <laughs> which, you know, fewer people have passed to, I guess. Uh, but I, I think when it comes to, you know, comparing that, this team has a lot higher expectations heading into the season than that team did. And, you know, that, that season was one of my favorite seasons of all time. Kobe came around and, and watched Bynum. Just start. I remember. I remember the Lakers played the Sonics one game, and Bynum had an incredible game. They won, and Kobe was asked after the game, "Hey, you know, you're starting to see Bynum really come into his own. What does that mean, you know, for your trade demand and this and that and the other?" And and Kobe finally cracked on his demand and finally said, "You know, I'd be stupid to go anywhere. This kid's super talented, right?" He didn't admit to any mistake here because remember. He was asking uh, the Lakers to ship Byron up to ship Bynum's ass out for Jason Kidd. Uh, Kobe's words: "You can't get angry at me for yelling there, or for cussing there." But they—that was how that year started. And then, you know, <laughs> being the roller coaster that that season was. Remember, Bynum goes down, gets hurt. The Lakers trade for Pau Gasol. He comes in and has immediate chemistry with the Lakers and. And, you know, they pick up right where they left off after Bynum went down. They get all the way to the finals. And, you know, Doc Rivers likes to go out there and tell anybody who will listen that that team never lost a series with the starting five, you know, out there together in, in Boston. But I the Lakers have a much more serious case to make there with, with Bynum going down and not being the same. And then Ariza also got hurt that year. I think he he stepped on Odom's foot in a practice and broke his foot and wasn't the same that season. He he only really came back and was himself again the following year when he had those big steals in the playoffs and helped the Lakers win the championship over Orlando. So that was a phenomenal year. It was it's under very they played under very different circumstances here. I guess the one comparison you can make is actually more between Davis and Kobe in that Davis can actually book it at the end of this year. And over the course of the season, that's going to be a big talking point throughout the year. It's going to be something he gets asked about all the time. But, you know, 
that's just the business of the that's the business of basketball and and it's it's the right thing for Davis to do to not make a decision on that quite yet. But I think that's the closest comparison they've had to to this right now. I, I there isn't really a comparison in past Lakers years to this. It's uh it's a very unique situation, especially not just from the Lakers perspective, but the league that they're playing in right now. This the NBA has never been this wide open in my lifetime, and it's a fascinating, fascinating league. So it's 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 going to be saying it's. I can't wait to get underway. I I'm literally counting down the days, not just obviously to to mid August when our family expands, but also to October when we finally get to see all of these at this point purely theoretical duos and and pieces fitting together we actually get to see these things in practice and 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 next year is going to be incredible let's go one more question uh laker fan 00001 writes uh hi anthony you seem to mostly blame the front office and organization for the fact that Kawhi and uh dg I think of PG, the year prior, chose not to play with the Lakers. However, it seems that another motivation for some free agents to not select the Lakers is that they don't want to play with LeBron James. Both these things can be true, by the way. Both Kawhi and Paul George, uh, weird that you made the same (laughs) typo twice in a row, Uh, had expressed a desire to play for the Lakers for the signing of LeBron James, but afterwards changed their position. So maybe this is less to do with uh, the the loss of Lakers exceptionalism, more about conflicting styles of play, ball uses, etc. And a note that some players, uh, AD, Danny Green, Cousins, want to play with LeBron and the Lakers. All right. Look, there are several factors at play. When I criticize the Lakers for, for... the way that they approached the thing with Kawhi Leonard, it's that you didn't you didn't have a general manager who added to the case you were making for those guys to come here, right? If the Lakers employed Masai Ujiri, that thing's probably over. Kawhi trusted Ujiri. Uh, one of the questions that Kawhi apparently asked the Lakers was if they legitimately tried to trade for him when he was in San Antonio. He wouldn't have to ask that question to Ujiri if, if he was the Lakers president of basketball operations, general manager, what have you. Like that, it's not – I don't I'm – don't, I'm not knocking the process of you head into free agency and if you think you have a chance at Kawhi Leonard – you sit there and you wait that out. I, that was the right call. It was the right call to wait that out. Uh, because if you don't wait that out and then find out after the fact that Kawhi actually really did want to be on the Lakers, then you'd feel like a complete nutter moron, right? Uh, and then, you know, the, the point that you make about LeBron is is absolutely viable. I just wrote about this for Silver Screen and Roll in that, you know, he has cultivated a situation here where, the analysis of him is skewed by the journalists who cover him uh, wanting access to him. So I'm not going to drop names here because that's not that's just not very smart. But there are journalists out there who go very light on criticism for LeBron, or or when the time comes to criticize LeBron, they kind of pipe down a little bit and wait for the next opportunity to praise him. Right? One of the examples of this was a reporter 
going out there and saying it was Dave McMenamin going out there and saying, you know, if the Lakers don't get Kawhi Leonard, it won't be because of anything LeBron failed to do. Right. Like that was at the time, that was one of the topics that we were talking about in the silver screen and roll slack was like, oh, no, this (laughs) this kind of feels like LeBron kind of washing his hands of the situation. And lo and behold, Kawhi doesn't come to the Lakers. Right. So. I what the point of saying all that is that you know some other superstars who play alongside LeBron or might be thinking about playing alongside LeBron don't want to 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 get to a situation where they get blamed every time LeBron James falls short and then get none of the praise anytime a LeBron James team succeeds. Like that was one of the things that Kawhi uh, that, that Kevin Durant has said. There's a sentiment out there look Kyrie Irving demanded a trade out of Cleveland. Uh, Paul George spurned the Cavaliers when they went and were considering trading for him and asked if he was going to sign an extension. He said, no, he wasn't. Uh, he wouldn't do that. So, you know, there is it's it's inarguable that that vibe out there, that those whispers are out there. And and of course it played a role in this. Of course it played a role in in, in the situation here with Kawhi Leonard. It, and uh, and it's it's an L that is gonna kind of sit there on on LeBron James's resume as well as well as the Lakers, right? As well as the Raptors' <laughs> resume. They won a championship, and it wasn't enough to keep them in Toronto. So there's there are things that all of these teams and all of these front offices are going to be sitting there and asking themselves all right what what could we have done differently and there are some things that they could have done within reason and there are some things that they could that they could have done that weren't within reason and and uh and at the end of the day all that matters now is that he is on the clippers he being Kawhi Leonard and and obviously Paul George is on the clippers and the Lakers now have to compete against them and it's going to be fun as hell to listen and watch as that all takes place. Let's take another quick second here, and when we come back, I'm going to answer as many of these questions as I possibly can. All right, so Jesse the Laker fan had a question for me and Pete that I actually already addressed already how Laker fans and how people in L.A. are going to treat them now that they're on the Clippers. It's not going to be pretty. (laughs) I can tell you that much. Uh, But next question here comes from Team Mike 206 Harrison posted a quote of Avery Bradley comparing players, uh, comparing uh, playing with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to playing with with this Lakers roster. LeBron is clearly better than Paul Pierce. That's not really even for debate. I would agree. And a more interesting question is between Anthony Davis and Kevin Garnett. Uh, who would you give the edge to? Man, that's tough. I think, so Kevin Garnett was, I, I believe, like smack dab in the middle of his prime, if not just slightly past it when he went to Boston. I'm pretty sure he was in his prime, though. So prime Kevin Garnett is better than pre-prime Anthony Davis right now. That said, it wouldn't shock me at all if Davis reached some of the heights that Kevin Garnett reached as a player uh davis is just that talented i really can't wait for over the course of this next year seeing a bunch of the the articles and tweets from people saying oh i man we really might have messed up and underrated anthony davis we're going to get a ton of those things and it's going to be really fun to watch this guy grow he's going to legitimately grow as a laker the next few years and and hopefully you know over the next Eight to ten years that maybe he plays uh, in L.A. Uh, he he 
you know, etches his name in stone alongside the Shacks, the Wilts, the the Kareems, the etc. Right. So it's going to be. I, I can't wait to watch that all go down. Uh, as far as the duos, though, yeah, it's it's not really even close. It's LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then. Uh, maybe the next tier down because Paul Pierce wasn't at LeBron's level would be uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Next question here comes from uh, underscore Sun Ra. Pete is, oh, nope, next one. Next one. <laughs> Somebody left a, a review here just saying that, that screw the Lakers. That's nice of you. Uh, all right, so let's go to... So somebody here writes, I'm not going to read the, the name out loud again. Uh, oh, no. They've already left that review. Let's go to the next one. Lake Undershore Sco, uh, Show writes, do either of you watch The Office? If so, who are your favorite characters? If not, you definitely should. Lakers need to pick up Michael Scott, dude balled out in the basketball episode. I love The Office. I'll tell a quick story about uh, me and The Office. So... I had already watched it live when it when it was airing uh, as a, a few years younger, and uh, and then you know it got put on Netflix in its entirety. And at that time, I was working as a proposal writer for a company called Hirerite. Uh We were a background check company, and and it was my job to you know put together these sales pitches so that salespeople could could go and and understand which products we offered to X, Y, and Z company and and which tests were better for certain companies and which tests didn't make. It was awful. It was a terrible, terrible job. I hated every second of it. And I had a dream one night. And so the reason I, I'm bringing up The Office is we were rewatching it. And, and at its heart, one of the core, I guess, principles of The Office is Jim and his fight to not just wind up working at that office job for the for the remainder of his life, right? He eventually goes and works as like a pseudo agent slash publicist uh, out there in Philadelphia. No, nope, so I guess spoiler alert. But uh, I was sitting there, and I, I was uh, we had Jen and I watched an episode right before we went to bed, and I turned off the TV, rolled over, fell asleep, and I found myself while I was sleeping. In my uh, office, in my cubicle at at uh, Hyrite, and a shooter came into the building, and I got the the guy shot me right. And usually in dreams, you don't feel anything. I felt it, and I felt myself literally like bleeding out <laughs> at my desk. And uh, obviously, I woke up before I event. You know, I would have died. I guess I woke up, and that was me. Kind of, I I took that to mean okay, yeah, this is. This is my subconscious telling me I'm literally dying at this at this uh, in this stupid job that I don't like that I wasn't even particularly good at because I didn't like it and it was time to make a legitimate and real change and you know I looked into sports writing it was something that I was really interested in doing and and it was something that my boss when I was in PR was was kind of pushing me towards anyway so I looked into it and uh, took the dive and here we are seven years later. 
And instead of working at some cubicle that I hated uh, around, you know, in a, in a, for a company I, I could care less about, I do get to do this. And, and it's a legitimate dream come true. And, and you know, the, it all kind of started with learning that lesson from the office and, and, and identifying what I needed to change in my life to be happier. And so that's my, that's my story about the office. And, and yeah, I agree that any time I play basketball, I always fire up some stupid wild shot while we're warming up and scream at the top of my lungs, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> that that uh, basketball scene is so incredible. Let's go one more question here. This is from Nick Batchelor. Uh, Hi, Anthony. I like that you allow questions about anything. My question is, do you believe in God? Do you think there is a creator out there uh, that life we see around us or that life we see around us happen by chance? Thanks for your thoughts. Good luck. Uh, go Lakers. So this is one of those topic uh, topics I wasn't really interested in talking about. Um, I Look, I, I believe that there is a higher power out there. And I am not going to hold it. I would. I think the worst thing that I could possibly do here is try to preach about my values to anybody. If you believe in God, awesome. If you don't believe in God, awesome. Whatever you know, more moral code that you live by, uh, whether that was instilled into you by religion, great. If not, then also great. Just be a good human being to your fellow neighbor and 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 live life and treat people the way you would want to be treated. It's why I end every single show with, you know, have a great rest of your day, make somebody else's, as in make somebody else's day, uh, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's like I just just be a positive influence on people, and and if your ability to do so is enhanced by religious belief, then awesome. If not, uh, if you if you are still a good human being, then just as awesome. Next question here comes from Money Mike H. Hey man, so here's my question: What were your first thoughts when you met Pete, as well as Harrison? I'm gonna save this question for the next time Harrison and Pete and and I all get together on a on a pod. I'm actually gonna screen grab this, and that will be a a topic of conversation for the three of us. Let's go a couple. Let's go one more question here. Longtime fan of the show. Uh, what prompted me to post this was choice Anthony's choice of flower. Uh, was due to corn tortillas falling apart uh, as as ta- in tacos. Growing up with uh, lots of Hispanic friends, I'm not, and I shared the same preference for flour uh, for the same reason, but my Hispanic friends would made fun of me uh, that it falls apart. All has to do with my taco eating skills rather than the material of myself. Uh, was that my friends pranking me, the only non-Hispanic, the only non-Hispanic the whole time? So, I look, there's a ton of factors here. Uh, for one thing, Corn tortillas, like it's just, it's just a very different substance. It's, it's a lot more brittle substance. For some people, they prefer that. It, it leads to a different texture. Corn does allow for a better tasting tortilla. So, if you're going to a taco stand or a taco shop that has that, that makes their their corn tortillas there, uh, and don't just you know throw some prepackaged thing on the grill and then and then so you know in those cases then those flour tor- those yeah those corn tortillas are going to be better than the average flour tortilla because that's just a very different thing. I just think for flour tortillas they allow for 
a little wider margin for error and in general a, a, a more pleasant eating experience. The other thing too here is like how much salsa do you put on your tacos? Like if you I like to to lather my my tacos and salsa, especially green salsa. Like for everybody listening right now, green salsas, if you can find a spicy green salsa, that's gotta be your go-to taco shop from that point forward. It's just green salsa is better than red salsa. Uh, but if, you know, if you have, if you like to use a lot of salsa, that doesn't usually end well for for corn tortillas because they fall apart. So that was just my personal preference, uh, and and Pete was objectively wrong. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Lakers podcast. Like I said, I just answered all kinds of questions when I was uh, a little bit more. Uh, uncomfortable answering, but uh, I, if you guys have questions, fire them away and in the form of a five-star review, and I promise I will get to them. I wasn't able to get to all of the questions in this week's mailbag, but if you guys have any further questions, uh, I will I will continue to open this thing up, and as you guys answer, ask your questions, I will answer them at least once or twice a week. So, thank you guys very much for, for tuning in today. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you tomorrow.